Praise the Lord. We are talking about Colossians 1. Colossians 1, 4 to 14. Colossians 1, 4 to 14. And it reads here, it says, For we have heard, we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. It says, you have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of, of the good news. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. This is bearing fruits everywhere by changing lives, just as it's changed your lives from the day you heard, you first heard, and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Ephesus, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant and is helping us on, our, on our, your behalf. He has told us, Colossians 1, 14, I'm reading verse 8 now. He has told us about the love of, for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So you, you have not stopped praying, so we have not stopped praying for you since we just, we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then you will live you will live always say so then you you then your way then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May, the, may you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So, you know, this is just this aspect. You see that what we just read is really taking us to He's talking about the gospel. He's talking about basically the gospel, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, a great thing happened. You know, the Bible says heaven, heaven rejoiced. Heaven, you know, was rejoicing when one, it says heaven rejoices when one gets saved, when one comes to the kingdom. You know, heaven rejoices. And you know, that, that means a great thing happens the great thing happens when when one person comes to the knowledge of God. A great thing happens, you know. And the thing about it is, you might not feel it. You know, you might not physically feel it. You might not physically feel what happened. But God knows. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit knows that something significant happened on that day. 
you know, it's just like, you know, the Lord was telling me, it's just like when you take multivitamins or you take, instead you, you know, you, you, you take vitamin D, you know, which one do you know that the thing, are you sure that the thing is really giving you vitamin D? You're taking it out of confidence in the medicine that your medicine is going to give you vitamin D. But you cannot look into your body to see whether the thing, the vitamin D is working in your body. You don't know. All this is just by faith. By taking medicine by faith, that is working. Praise the Lord. So, you know, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says, a transfer occurred. A transfer occurred. You know, and that transfer is, you think about, you think about a, a child, a child and a parent. A child and a parent is there's a transfer, and the transfer is a is a something with the child and the parents is a physical and genetics. In it, it is the transfer is about genetics. Praise the Lord. There's there's that that that's that transfer, and you know the Bible says that you know we've been adopted, and because because we've been adopted, it means also it means that. The adoption, whether it be adoption, be it natural, there's something that goes on. There's some kind of transfer that goes on. So when we accepted, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says we've been given the nature of Jesus. So that was the transfer. That's what I'm saying. It's so it's such a big thing that happened. Some something happened that we could not see in the physical realm. But God knows. That, that thing that happened was huge. You know, if if you've been if you've been waiting for you've been you you know you've been expecting to adopt a child, you get a, there's an excitement. There's an excitement that happens. You know that wow, I have adopted this child. That's the same excitement that happened with God. That says wow, this child has come into the kingdom. There's an excitement from heaven. There's an excitement from heaven. So the nature, the, the nature of Christ you see in Colossians 2.11. Colossians 2.11. It says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. So the thing about it is, the, the key here is that, like I said, it's not a physical transformation. It's not physical. You know, if you were skinny when you came to know Jesus, you're still skinny after you know Jesus. The, evil, the sinful and evil nature was cut away and was replaced by what? The nature of Jesus. The nature of Jesus is what? Faith and love. That's his nature. The nature of Jesus is about faith and love. And that's why the Bible says in Romans 12, 3. Romans 12, 3 says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning 
Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So basically, we've been given faith. When we came to the knowledge of Jesus, we're giving faith. We're, we're, we're giving the nature of Jesus and the nature of Jesus is faith. Faith in what? On God. We've been given the ability to trust God. So you might wonder why did God give us faith? It might be a, something that you might wonder like why did God really give us this faith? God created the world by faith. That's what I'm saying. The character of God is love and faith. So God gave us the ability that is in him. He created the world by faith. Look at what Hebrew 11.3 says. <coughs> Hebrew 11.3 It says By faith we understand that the universe the entire universe was formed by at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So God spoke things into what? Existence. So it means that God walked by what? Faith. You cannot give someone something if you don't have it. God walked by faith and so the byproduct of the nature of God is faith. The byproduct of the nature of God is faith. So God has given each, each one of us his faith to create something out of what? Out of nothing. Now, so now it depends on us whether we want to what? Increase in faith or be stagnant in faith. Or just stationary. It all depends on whether we want to increase in faith, I said, or remain stationary. We can act like the man that was given one talent and he hid the talent. And when the master came back, he gave him the one talent. We can act like that. Or we can act like the, 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 the man that had what? Two or five talents that what? Multiply the talent. So it all depends on what, where do we want to fall under? Now the question now, now becomes like, the next question will be, how are we to increase in faith? We eat, we eat to increase in body mass or body weight or just to be healthy or because we need to eat to live. Kids eat to grow. If they don't eat to get malnourished, you have what the you know the thing that plagued Af uh, Africa or you know in the in the what do they call it? Bashoko. That's malnourishment. So the thing is, as we as we eat, we increase. We understand our body gets nourished. 
So as we feed on the word of God, faith comes. The Bible says faith comes by the word. By hearing this word. It comes by, we keep hearing this same word. And that's how you feed your what? That's how you feed your heart. That's how you feed your inner, your spirit man. You feed yourself. You feed yourself with the, with the faith. Sorry, with the word. You, you take the word in. You keep taking the word in. As you keep taking the word in, you keep taking it in. And that's basically it. So, as you feed, as you feed on the word of God, faith comes. As we walk by faith through our struggles and challenges, we increase by faith. That's how you increase by faith. Praise the Lord. That's how we increase by faith. We increase by faith when we go, when we, when we do what. When we walk by faith through challenges, through challenges, challenges of life, praise the Lord. Through challenges of life, that's how we, we increase. That's how we increase in the knowledge of God. You know, like like the three Hebrew men, like the three Hebrew men, you know, that was not moved by the king's threats, was not moved by the king's threats, regardless of how much the king threatened them. And the king really threatened them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And no matter the, the, the level of threat, they said, I'm not still going to bow down to your God. Praise the Lord. Could you please go and turn on that thing? So the thing about it is, what the Lord was telling me, says, that king is a representative of the devil. Because the devil was what? He was telling them to look at the physical. Look, if you look at this physical, the, the heat is burning. The trouble is raging. I'm giving you an alternative. I'm giving you an alternative, a way out. But these men were saying, no, I'm not going to look at your way out. I'm going to trust God. And he now said, even if he doesn't show up, I'm still going to trust God. And you know, in Hebrew it says, they are men that they trusted God until they died. They kept on trusting God. They knew that their life was dependent on it. Enoch, God, the Bible says Enoch, God took him. God took Enoch. Why? Because the Bible says Enoch served the Lord.
people find it difficult to, be, to believe God because they feel that God is spirit. And they, are, they, they can easily have faith in a pilot. They can have faith in a pilot. They can have faith in the chair. They can have faith in the plane. Even they can have faith in the medicine. The medicine you're drinking for headache. We, sometimes we have more faith in those things than having faith in God. Because in our mind, the medicine was created by somebody and if they say this thing works for headache, we will take the one that works for headache over believing God who can cure the headache. Why? Because we see, we see that we see the person that is making it. Bayer or, or Bayer's or, or Pfizer. They make that product. And because they make that product, I see it. So I believe it. But we, we, we find it difficult to believe God. Because in our mind, the company or the person is more reliable, dependable. And we can count on that person or the company. Ironically, we can have faith in the chair that we're sitting on. Even though we don't know the manufacturer. These chairs that we're sitting on, we don't know the manufacturer, so we can have faith in that chair. But we have trouble in having faith with God. We find it difficult. The same logic applies when people, when we are, when we apply this to people, and we cannot we can apply it to God. We don't we don't think that God has the ability to change situations. We are to be we are to we we, we are to increase by. We need to increase our faith by just trusting God. You know, I was listening to some, some, some person, and the person said how, you know, they came and gave, him, gave Jesus the news about Lazarus. And Jesus waited for four days, waited for four days, and he went to see Lazarus. And you know, the person was saying that, the glory was supposed to go to God. The glory was supposed to go to God. Because, it, you know, sometimes situations happen. And we, what happens is that we try all these things. We try several things to see whether it's going to work or not. And if it works, we attribute it to, to that thing. Like I give you an example, you know, you have, you 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 have a you have a situation. We can easily trust God, or trust that God can use the medicine. Like for instance, if it's medicine you're taking, we can easily trust God to use the medicine to cure us, or we can trust the medicine by itself, or. We can decide, you know what, I'm not going to trust God, period. Praise the Lord. So alternatively, we can remain, do, you know, dominant 
and walk by sight. We can say, no, I'm going to walk by sight. Even though I'm a Christian, I mean, I'm a Christian by label. I'm a Christian by label, but I'm going to trust by sight. I'm going to walk by sight. Look at what, look at what um, Matthew 5.14 says. New Living Translation. Matthew 5.14. Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. We cannot be hidden. We cannot be hidden. We're supposed to do what? We're supposed to shine. We're supposed to shine during this darkness. We're supposed to shine in darkness. We might be surrounded by 40 dark people, but when we come into the midst, brightness is supposed to happen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In addition to faith, we'll be given what? Love. And love is a fruit of the Spirit. Like I said, love is not a what? It's not a physical approach. Love is not a physical approach. It's not something that you, you can say, you know, love is what? Is spirit because the Holy Spirit is spirit and love is what? The fruit of the spirit. So it means love is spirit. So love cannot be physical. Love cannot be physical. Love is spirit. So we cannot love by our own power. That's the point I'm making. Our power is physical. Somebody can be excelling. And it takes the grace of God to, for you to say, you know what, I'm still going to pray for that person. Somebody can be doing you, can be, be horrible to you. But it takes the grace of God for you to pray for that person. Because Somebody was telling me, so, somebody was telling me about, about a, 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 a brother. This happened in Nigeria. Two brothers. One of the brothers went to the voodoo man, the juju man. And the juju, the juju man told, said, put the boy's picture, his brother, his other brother's picture. Put it in a bottle. Are we, are we here so? The bottle is, has liquid. It has water. Say, so take a picture of your brother and take his picture and put it in the bottle. Put it in the bottle, David. Put it in the bottle and what? And close the bottle. And what then happened was the boy, his brother, never succeeded. Everything he did failed. Then he now finally confessed that he did this to his brother. 
Love is not a physical thing. It is... The key here is this. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the byproduct of the, of the new nature is love. The byproduct of the new nature is love. The nature of Christ is love. We can love others, but we need to what? Activate love first. We need to activate what it means to love. You know, the Lord gave me this example. He says, you get a credit card. Oh, I have a credit card here. You get a credit card, but you need to activate the credit card first. If you don't activate the credit card, you cannot use it for shopping. So even though we have the, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love, in us, we need to we need to activate it, and the way we activate it is by acknowledging that you have the ability to love. You need to acknowledge it. Activation of uh, activation. Look at what the Lord says. Activation of love or the fruit of the Spirit starts first by acknowledging that you have the fruit of the Spirit. Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. He says, "Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours." Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. We activate the fruit of love by accepting that we have love. Accepting that, that love is the, the fruit of the Spirit. Look at like for instance, if you have a home, a, a whole, a whole, in a whole house or whole house generator, the only way the generator works or is activated is when there's no power. There's no power. So the, the generator is what? It's connected to the way the whole house generator is connected to the meter. Your, 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 your meter, your, not meter, your, um, there's, a, there's a power grid for your house. It's connected to that power grid of your house. So when the power, when you notice that the power grid is down, what happens? The generator kicks up. What I'm trying to say is this. We are connected to what? The power grid. Our power grid is the Holy Spirit. We cannot, we cannot love anybody if you don't have the ability of the Holy Spirit energizing you to love. The Holy Spirit gives you the power, the energy to love somebody. Love is Love is activated, but our flesh will, will fight it. <laughs> Say, no, no, you can't love that person. Yeah. 
But the thing is, we need to what? Is a, there's a battle. We need to be able to conquer the battle. We need to be able to allow the spirit to dominate our flesh. We need to say no. When the enemy says, don't pray for that person, we need to push through and say, we're going to pray for that person. The love of God does not leave does not leave us or will never abandon us. It keeps on forgiving. God loves us. You know how many times we've wronged God? We have wronged God. There are some times that God will tell you to wake up in the morning to pray. You don't pray for somebody. But He still continues to love you. He doesn't push you away. He doesn't push you away. But He keeps on loving. So He says, if I keep on loving you, why can't you keep on loving others? Our way does not work. Our way of love does not work. You know, I, I gave this, I, 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 preached, uh, I preached one time in a, 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 a Portuguese church. I had a translator. And I was talking to them about love. And I remember, I remember that teaching because I was telling them that I used to drive and it's a true story. I used to, when I was going to school, I drove, I drove, I drove a, um, what do they call it? Um, sorry, my phone is ringing. When I was, when I was, when I was, when I was, when I was going to school, I, I drove a pink Hyundai. I, and the pink Hyundai, I used to park it so far away so that nobody would scratch it. I didn't want anybody to scratch the car. I didn't want anybody to touch the car. So I used to park it so far away because I, I had, I was, I, I loved the car. You know, we use this word love so frivolously. Oh, I love the, I love this chair. I love this car. Oh, I love this, this, I love this phone. But when the phone dents a little bit, we throw it away and we toss it away, and we, we don't even bother with it. When the car started to have scratches, what happened? I didn't even want to be bothered with the car anymore. I started packing like normal human beings. But why? Because the love was what? Temporary. Was a temporary kind of love. But the love of God is permanent. The love of God does not consider whether you, you know, the, the kind of life you lived. Can you imagine a prisoner that killed so many people and he goes to jail and he gives his life to Christ? God does not consider those things any longer. He says, I washed you clean. In my eyes, you did no wrong. But in the Law, you still have to serve your time. You still have to serve your time. Praise the Lord. I I, I read about I, I read about this 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 man who killed his mother, ate her up. And I said to myself, 
But he once loved his mom. He once loved his mom. But something snapped. Something the mom did. That he didn't gel with him. He decided to do what? Take matters into his own hands. And he didn't care any longer. We need to know that faith and love are the main characteristics of the kingdom of God. As Christians, we are, we are to always bear the fruit of love. We are, always, we are to always grow. We can't be babies for the rest of our lives. 1 Peter 2, 2-3. First Peter 2, 2-3. Say, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will be able to grow into full experience of salvation. Cry out for the, this nourishment now that you, you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. He says what? We need to what? We need this nourishment. This spiritual milk. Praise the Lord. We need that spiritual milk. We need to crave it. It's something that we need to crave. We need to, be, we need to crave to be built up. We need to crave the spiritual milk, the word of God. We need to crave. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We need to crave so that we can have the full experience of salvation. We're expected to grow into full maturity. Experience and experience salvation. A baby expected to grow from all the nourishment. And the nourishment is a physical growth. We're expected to grow spiritually. We're expected to activate the love to grow spiritually. Where to grow in faith. And to grow in faith is also to grow spiritually. Where to activate all the all the fruit of the spirit to grow spiritually. If we do nothing, we get nothing. Col Colossians will end with this. Colossians 1.10. Colossians 1.10. It says, Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better. I'll read. Colossians 1.10 Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. So the question I will ask is this, are we striving to please God? Or are we striving to please ourselves? Are we striving to please God by the way we live? Or are we striving to please ourselves? Are we, are we striving to walk by faith and to walk by love? Which we know will please God. Or are we striving to do what the enemy wants, to walk by sight and not walk by faith.
That's the question I ask, I put it out to us. And my prayer is that we are striving to please God. And the way we please God is to walk by faith. Because faith works with love. Praise the Lord. Let us pray.